Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is NBA at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. It's G Money. And we are back at you for some NBA action. Yeah. Want to get started off? I want to thank all of our um People that have been with us since the beginning of this season. I want to thank all of our new people that are coming in and just viewing us for the first time. But each and every single one of you, if you have not done it yet, I need you to do me a quick favor. I need you to uh, tap in for us. I need you to like. I need you to follow. I need you to download. And I need you to subscribe. We are on all podcast platforms along with YouTube. So check us out. If y'all want to see these handsome faces in person, check us out on YouTube. If you just love our masculine strong voices just keep us uh on the podcast but we appreciate you any which way you come see us and today gee money what are you drinking on i'm i'm sticking with the show dag man you know i think i'm converted i you know i started off with my uh jb jb blended scotch and and I think I'm a single malt uh, Sheldag guy now. You know, that Sheldag is good. I got on it last night, and uh, I had a little bit too much. So it was a rough morning for well, me. Well, you but, know, it ain't, um, it ain't for, the, for the week <laughs> of the meek. It's okay? not. It's not. <laughs> and I'm over here uh, sipping on some decorte, some little French fine Decorte. Look at yes. you trying to get your French franche on. Get my franche on. So absolutely feeling good. So with that being said, let's jump into some action because you know what? Yes, indeedy. This is um, some important times, you know, as we go right before that All-Star weekend, we run into the, the trade deadline. Trade deadline. Yes. February 8th. But, but, uh. but the trades are beginning to start manifesting themselves. We talked about one uh, last week and the week before last, and we have another big one this past week. Mm-hmm. And so that's with our man, Siakam. Yeah, I mean, Pascal Siakam. Pascal. Yeah. Everybody was over here vying to get Pascal because, you know, the re- reality is, is he's a legit um, player. He has that finals experience. He's had, he's shown, shown a proven track record of yes. being a phenomenal teammate, being able to store, score consistently. He's a great defender. And so um, everybody wanted him. And, and what's great is, is that I think a team that really needed a player like this to kind of bolster that, um, the, you know, that overall roster. Yeah, he, he brought legitimacy to the Pacers. Legitimacy, but also that kind of like grown man, because that's a young team. And he brought yeah. that maturity. He's going to be able to bring that maturity to the team. He's going to be able to fill a need with a long wing player. So so tell me, what do you think about that, uh, that, that Siakam trade? I like it. Uh, look, he is a for NBA annals and and just how the league is. He is a quintessential flex four. So he's a guy who can step out to the three, but can score on an island if he needs to. And he's athletic, so he can defend. And he basically has one or two, three, maybe three good go-to moves, and he basically can score at a high percentage. And you put him with Halliburton, and it's like, oh, my God. Because Halliburton's going to be able to put him in great positions to score. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're they a team that plays with pace. Right. So it's not like you got to go into a half-court set and grind him out. Not to say that he can't still get his game off, but – He's better in transition. He's better in transition. Mm-hmm. So – 
and you're playing with a guy who loves transition and you're a coach who is preaching transition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it actually works. So then you got the the bear move you got. Uh, they have Buddy Heald, and quite frankly, I don't know if they're going to keep Buddy Heald, but they, they have a transitional big man because this trade, they got rid of Brown. So that actually, to me, makes them – more likely to maybe keep a guy like him, but then you you basically have Siakam and Turner and Halliburton, mm-hmm. and and then Neesmith is another guard. Mm-hmm. They are they are dangerous and they are gazelles. Everybody's going to run. So shoot. But here's one thing: is what people have to realize when you do these trades like this, and, and we saw this in their first game where Paul Siakam, uh, or Siakam came in um, is getting acclimated. It takes a second to sit over here and get your footing, understand your new team teammates, understand this new offense, understand where your best position on the floor and how you're going to be able to attack teams in, in this new space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we don't see instantaneous success within the next couple of days and next couple of games, it's all right. Allow this team a week or two to kind of figure it all out and work it all out because we've right. seen that throughout the league. Um outside of Ananobi out there who kind of came on like gangbusters with New York. But other than that, usually it takes a little bit for them to get acclimated. But once you get acclimated, I definitely see this team, um, I would say, by the All-Star break is going to start going on that run. Yes. And it's going to be real exciting. I, I, I agree with you. I, I But what I would also say is, is that the talent of the individual kind of supersedes rhythm. So it's like we just don't know – the 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 perfect sweet spots to give you the ball all the time, but at the end of the day, even if I just give you the ball in transition or in half court sets, I know you can do your thing because you did that for another team. Mm-hmm. So then, once we actually figure out how to strategically use you in the best way, then we'll be even more dangerous. But I I can not, I know I can drop the ball to Siakam and he's going to give me a bucket, mm-hmm. and and so that makes them dangerous, especially with a guy like Halliburton because. He he's such a a dynamic presence. It's really about how does Halliburton now deal with the new toy? How mm-hmm. can he best execute with him? Mm-hmm. And by the time that they get past the you know, let's say the last two or three months of the season, they're going to be formidable. Mm-hmm. Will they be scary enough to scare the top three in the East? I don't know. Well, I, I still think they're probably one significant. You know. OG, roughneck, because they still need to get a little bit stronger defensively. So, mm. um, and, and they're still trying to be active in the trade market. So, I still think they're maybe one player away. I don't know if they'll get them this season, but I do think from what we even saw from the end season tournament is that this team can get hot and this team can be problems for even the best teams in their conference yep. and during playoff time. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if this is a championship team, but I definitely know they have um, a whole lot of the foundation to get there. I think there's still one or two players away um, and, and maybe one very good individual to come off the bench yeah. um, uh, to, to get them there. But, but we'll see again. They're, we'll they're, see. They're, I don't believe that they're done. You know, we still have two more weeks before the end of the trade deadline. And it's just going to be very exciting to see this team um, three months from now as we're heading into the playoff time and see where they're at. And, yeah. you know, obviously we're going to broach this conversation with them, you know, um, throughout the season because they have such dynamic players and definitely towards the end of the season as they're making that march towards the playoffs. Right. But the real question is, is, is 
are there any other teams that are out there that you know that are that are maneuvering that are that are shaking the trees um on, on other players to make some big moves during the trade deadline you know what i think that it's a it's an arms race right now uh for dejounte murray so now that siakam is kind of like come off of the the hot seat and he's he's now settled into a a team mm-hmm. the 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 guy that everybody seems to love is he plays for the Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. but he really was grew up in the Popovich um, tutelage mm-hmm. is DeJounte Murray. And this is a guard who can defend at a high level. He's athletic. Uh, I think he's somewhere around six, six, but don't quote me, but I think he's somewhere around six, that. Five, six, six. Mm-hmm. Six, five, six, six. And he's just ultra athletic and he can shoot with a, a really a high clip he can he can score mm-hmm. where i should say not shoot per se but he can score with a lot of efficiency and he's coveted so you have the lakers that really want him well, the lakers really need him the lakers need him mm-hmm. uh because the thing about the lakers defense is that they don't have a point of attack uh guys ever since they lost Dennis Schroeder they don't have a point of attack defender mm-hmm. From and the guard position, they, yeah. they may be able to score, and they have a back end that is with Anthony Davis that can block shots and do all those things. But if you don't have a guy that is a point of attack defender, then that messes up the rotation, and mm-hmm. you know everybody's looking at you like barbecue chicken because they're they gonna eat up Reeves and, mm-hmm. and Russell, mm-hmm. and they are, and they are <laughs> right. So that's one. But then you have Milwaukee's that also has the same problem, mm-hmm. and Milwaukee has a lot more assets to offer. So they're in the mix. So that would be, be dangerous. That they, would be. Yeah, that would be scary. That would um, be. With Dame, Dame, Giannis, uh and 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 DeJounte, they they would be scary. But but the deal is is usually the the team that that, that is most desperate is a team that's willing to give up the most. Yeah. And so I do believe um, with LeBron at this stage of his career and how unhappy and unsatisfied he is with the team's place in the season tournament, I do think that he could apply the most pressure um, and has the most power to do so uh, to the front office to do what they that. need to do to get this individual because not only do they need some help with, with defense, which um, is supposed to be a staple of this team, um, but they really need some help with scoring. It can't fall on... Uh, just AD and LeBron shoulders to sit over here and, and hope that one of the other, you know, three or four people that can actually score on the team, um, you know, like a Reeves or somebody's going to come in there and, and be able to drop 20 to 25 points. Right. You know, and they need somebody. They have people that are dropping in, in, in the high teens, but they need somebody to be closer to a 22, 23, 25 point score to yes. sit over here and, and, and shrink that gap in terms of what they need to start winning games because they're yes. losing games not by huge blowouts. They're losing games by, you know, four, six, eight points. And yes. you get somebody that's a, a more prolific score and a little bit better defender. So and a little sh- younger. And a little younger, a little bit faster, that can hedge off a little bit of that scoring, maybe knock off two or three points from the opponent's final score and also adding uh, three, four, five points um to the Lakers score, that's how you sit over here and bridge that gap. I, I couldn't 
agree with you more. I, I actually think you're spot on. The thing about the Lakers is, is that when Anthony Davis and or LeBron James have to sit down because they need rest. So you can't mm-hmm. over leverage, especially when we're talking about just in the regular season, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, because they need somebody to that either can sustain. I don't care if they have a three point or a 10 point lead. You need somebody who has the ability to be able to sustain or maintain mm-hmm. the lead. And they don't have that on the team right now, mm-hmm. it, or at least in a consistent level. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be D'Angelo Russell, and sometimes it's Once not. a month. <laughs> Once a month. He's not you know going to do it too I, consistent. I, I've seen him come out of the slump, uh, and they've played a couple mm-hmm. of high-leverage yes. teams, mm-hmm. and he's done it. Mm-hmm. But then they messed around and lost to New Jersey and, or Brooklyn. Right. And it was evident. It was like, okay – if you're not the guy who's now going to get 40 in this game or has the ability to get 40, mm-hmm. your defense is piss poor mm-hmm. and you're going to be barbecue chicken, as Shaq likes to say. So, And you were barbecue chicken. They don't need that because LeBron and Anthony Davis can't do everything all the time. They're, they're just not at an age and a stage mm-hmm. in their careers to be able to overcome and supersede that and you see that by them having these big gaps where they're not on the floor even though they play a lot of minutes Mm -hmm. so you need a guy like a DeJounte Murray Mm -hmm. to come in and be a Kobe light Mm -hmm. to uh, to fill in and to let everybody know y'all ain't doing this to us today Mm -hmm. I'm I'm about to smack you back Mm -hmm. and they don't have that right now that third star or that one or two guys. Mm-hmm. Now the Lakers in the trade deadline, they, I've heard them talk about Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. I've heard them talk about Germani Grant. Like he's a guy who's been somewhat of a journeyman too that, but he will mess around and give you 30 and 40. Like they need to do a deal like that. I, I think I don't think that can be the only deal. I think they need that 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 type of individual like that, along with somebody far more established. Because one of the things is they can he's an, a, a Grant is an individual individual that can just have pop up days, but they can't do it on call. He can't sit over and say, "This is your night. We need you to do it." Well, the only reason that I I I don't necessarily agree with that because I will say. He's been on teams where he's had to be the man. So you don't have to be the man when you're playing Those with Those also LeBron the worst James. teams in the NBA at the time. So, you know, anybody can be the man on those teams. Yeah, but he's he was a guy who was required to be the man. Mm-hmm. Like he played for the Pistons, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, we basically need you to be 30-40. Mm-hmm. Uh, every night, let's say conservatively 28 points Mm -hmm. every night. And he's delivered close to that. But then, you know, he's got the pressure on him like he's the man. When you're playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you don't need that. So what they really are just saying, can you give me 20? Can you consistently give me 20? Can you consistently give me 25? And then maybe every so often again, you get hot and you go off. That's what they're really looking for. Because right now, all the pressure is on Reeves 
in D'Angelo Russell, and both of those guys are, let's say, marginal defenders, Mm -hmm. and they're inconsistent with their own offensive output. I would say Reeves is more consistent, but he's more of a playmaker. He's more of a pseudo combo guard slash point guard Mm -hmm. because he likes to give plays to others. Mm But you just need somebody who's going to be like, I can defend at a high level. I can make sure that we don't get penetration, and I will give you a solid 20. And if you give LeBron that, then LeBron can be scary because LeBron doesn't have to exude as much energy as he has to do right now. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Davis can be Anthony Davis, and it'll result in a win. Mm -hmm. So right now it's like both LeBron and Anthony Davis basically have to have – monster games to get a two or three point win to have us make us look good because we have too much inconsistency throughout the rest of the lineup. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Lakers know that they need to do a deal. But I think getting a solid point guard like Tyus Jones and getting Jermani Grant would make them Eons better. That oh, I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, definitely better of, than where they're we, at. And we might have to sacrifice uh, Rui Hachimura, and we might have to sacrifice a first round draft pick, and we might have to sacrifice uh, Russell. But so be it. And, and I think it's all right to do to sacrifice because the reality is, is after the iteration of this team as it currently sits, or as it will sit at the end of this season, I, I think you know we might be at best case scenario a season away from a complete um 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 tear it all down to build it back up. Yeah. So you might as well sit over here and do get that first round pick off for next year right. to get the players to do what you need to do with LeBron um at forty. Yeah. They don't need to sit over here and say, okay, well, we need to do whatever we need to do at 41, 42. Right. Let's sit over and get that done now um, th- to make some difference. But, you know, I got another player for you that that is a hot commodity that that um, the, the league is coveting, and I hear a lot of teams are looking out, and that's Clarkson from the uh, Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah. You know, should um, look at him. He's great. He's great. Uh, he's playing well. It, it, it's funny, you know, when when this trade deadline comes about and you're below uh, that 10th spot um, in the standings and, and, you know, you're on a team that's going to probably need to dismantle that are going to be try, probably looking for um, trades to sit over here and, and get new and infuse a team with new and exciting talent from the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be looking to, to, again, break the team down to build it back up. Uh, those players all of a sudden get into activation mode. Mm. Um, you know, one is. Yeah, because they, they, they probably want to get out of their situation. So they're like, go ahead, let me let me power up and show my Correct, work. correct. Power up and show the work, especially when you talk about a team that's in Utah. You know, because Clarkson, I don't know, is, is you know, Mormon country, right? That really wants to sit over here and stay in Utah. So he's like, "Let me sit over here and ball out, yeah. so somebody can come get me. Maybe and I can go." Know, to it's so funny even York. seeing him over there because you know he got the tats, he got the, he got the cornrows. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, you don't necessarily match this, Mm-mm. but I mean, hey, you know, we live in an era to where everybody does everything mm-hmm. everywhere, but you know, he, traditionally he is not a a Utah Jazz type of caliber looking guy. Right. Um, but he does produce for them. So, yeah, I, I would, but all, let's say, 
everything being said, I would like to see him go somewhere well, he to be where he can better be better used. Yeah. Contributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, it, but it's funny. I will tell you this. Um, the Utah Jazz, man, they're dancing up them up them standings. They are. They 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 have they have gone on a what seven game winning? No, 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 right. no, 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 not seven it, game. It's, it's a four or five game winning streak. Um, but but they're just playing no, no, well no, consistently. No, 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 no. I I think you were right the first time. I think seven. They, six, they, seven they started out with six. I think they they've moved okay, up to seven, seven game games. winning streak. And and, and so they're playing well. Nice play. Like so that. they're in that playing. You know scenario, and I and I wonder because when when you have action at um, the playoffs, that can disrupt your your ideas of what you want to do in terms mm-hmm. of dismantling team and building back up. Saying you know well, well maybe we can make a run, we can get to the playoffs now, you know. And, and so I wonder, are they going to possibly um, have a, a mitigated um, uh, urgency? to sit over here and, and, and do some trades in the next coming weeks because they're doing well. Right. I think probably this next week will kind of determine that and it'll come down to the, um, to the very end, to the sixth, seventh, uh, or the eighth or the, you know, fifth, sixth or seventh before they actually make that decision. Yeah. To see where they're at. The thing about the Utah jazz is they have, uh, duplication they're mm-hmm. very they're a very deep team mm-hmm. but they have redundancy at point guard shooting guard small forward mm-hmm. they just have guys it, well and i have to actually also say center so uh because you know kessler is there and kessler probably deserves to get 30 to 45 minutes but they got at least two good centers behind him so it's it's kind of of like they need to offload in order to just settle on this is going to be our starting five and this is going to be our backups because of minutes. So you can't but give do you minutes make that to choice when you when when you're surging. That's what's difficult. It's like you know upsetting the apple cart. You yeah. know if it, it it's you're obviously right. has been broken at the beginning of the season, but right now they they might be 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 be. Or from the front office might believe that they're formulating something, but the reality is, it's probably the urgency uh, on the players' part to sit over here and maybe get out of that market right. and go to a different team, possibly to a contender. Because when you're leaving a a, a team that's that that's challenged or defunct, what what they're doing is their or their thought process is they're going to go to a team that's a defender, so they're going to go from a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, if you're going to trade me and I have any semblance of control over it, not or, control, uh, just value. Just if they value. have value to be traded, yeah, they're going to be traded yeah. to a better, team, a better team, and then that increases that urgency. So what happens? And what, what and the reason why I bring this up is is what happens to that fire in their bellies after the eighth. Mm. And players that haven't right. been <laughs> traded, are they able to maintain that and, and rally and galvanize, saying, "Hey, we got a shot to make the playoffs," or do they peter out? Right. You know. So, and that's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do from a trade perspective. It's also going to be interesting to see what this team is and what they do yeah. after the trade deadline starting on the ninth. You bring up a very good point. The the dichotomy that you always see around the trade deadline is that you see the 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 let's say the mental fortitude of men that are in the league because there's also a, a bunch of guys who end up playing very piss poor 
during the trade deadline because they're more or less demoralized from the commitment that they uh, started the year with. Mm -hmm. So, oh, okay, I'm going to be the starter. I'm going to be the this guy or that guy. This was my role. And now I know that I am in trade conversations. And so now I don't think that the organization has commitment in me. So I may not put forth the best effort and because now I know that I'm on the trade annals. But right. I think that the the mistake that these players often make when they do that is, is it's very similar to how football players talk about it, is that you never want to put bad film out there. Mm-hmm. You never mm-hmm. want to have instances to where you aren't performing at your optimum. Mm-hmm. And so the, if for your future contracts, you need to perform at your optimum, regardless of the trade contracts. Now, maybe because of the fact that you, we're losing, maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's not your fault, but we can certainly tie it to being your fault because you're now playing piss poor in this moment. Mm-hmm. And then this strange thing that happens is that once we get past the trade deadline and then guys say, oh, okay, this is really going to be my team for the whole year. And then they pick it up and then they all of a sudden uh, play to their optimum level because they're now committed to the journey for their respective team. Human nature, not mad at them, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, the, the great ones realize is that I need to be great all the time, right. not some of the time. But and I don't know if that's a team with great ones. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and that's a conversation between good and great. Great yeah. people are equivalent to think about yeah. that. Good people, and you know, and don't. at the NBA level, they're all elite athletes and they're all elite basketball players. But you're right. That's the differentiator between Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. and just the guys that are here. That are here, without a doubt. That'll be cycled in and out of the league. Yeah. Um, let's talk about another team that um, has been kind of riding under the radar all season, and now they are surging, and that and that's the Cavs. Mm. The Cavs are um, absolutely Spider. doing the deal. Spider is playing out of his mind. Um, and, and, again, an, another one of those teams, I, I know they're, they're – they're, I, they are on a seven-game winning streak. So maybe I was thinking about Right, that. correct. That's what I was thinking. They're so, on a seven-game winning streak. You might have been right. They, you might have been right. You corrected me. That, yeah, that, but they definitely are on a seven-game seven winning streak, streak and, and are playing absolutely phenomenal, have surged all the way to the fourth spot in, in the East. Um, and, and this was already a relatively good team that was dra- dramatically and drastically underperforming mm. early in the season. And it looks like they've kind of got everybody rolling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And, and the team is doing and are performing, you know, almost to what they are supposed to. I, I, I'll tell you this. I didn't think at the beginning of the season the Cavs would be um, a fourth flirting with a third seed like they are now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Philly's been playing well, and they're only a game behind Philly. Right. Um, I, I expect this team to be maybe a fifth or sixth seed, but um, they've surged, and um, I think that this is a team that once they're when they're filling themselves like they are, um, that are going to have the ability to sit over here and maintain it. Yeah. You know, it's not like an Orlando from earlier in the season that yeah. is a team that's kind of coming into their own. This team did have their Orlando and, and Indiana Pacers stage last year. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? This is the iteration of that 
Um, after they're more been together for you. They're more mature. They have that 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 that, that experience together. So, mm-hmm. um, super excited to sit over here and see um, um, how their season uh, continues to progress. Um, I don't, you know, every team can always use something, but I don't know if it's like uh, uh, an emergency for this team. I think they have. Um, all the pieces in place to continue to perform well. Now, what they don't have is a team that can win a championship. Not saying that by any stretch of the imagination, but they do have a team that can be um, competitive in the in the top uh, half or top third of the Eastern Conference. Now, you know what makes me laugh when I hear you say that is because, you know, you and both and I, we, we have a family that is from Ohio, mm-hmm. right? So... We have Akron and Ohio roots. Correct. And I would say that they would be flipping the table over for you to say that the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> are not ready to go ahead and win this championship. Is LeBron on that team? Uh, LeBron is not. Okay, so, so, okay. However, but, you know, there's not a die, more diehard oh, fan, fan base in, a doubt. In, other than Ohio. These guys are they are nuts about their team. They are gluttons for punishment. Oh, they are just gluttons. like your Raiders fan. You know, now, now see <laughs> different sport. <laughs> Glut for punishment. Now, you know, you're about to have me cuss. <laughs> Don't have me cuss on camera. But okay, yeah, the, I, I get what you're saying though because. It's the same amount of passion and fervor that, that I'm really speaking to. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Spider is playing on the level. I wouldn't, I, I almost wanted to say another level, but it's not another it's the level. Expe- it's the expected level. It's the expected level. And he was playing below that prior. Yeah. And it reflected in their standings early the in the season. The only thing that is probably not making him one of the best players in the league is the fact that he probably just needed to grow another three inches because if he was <laughs> if he was uh, six five or six six, right. he would literally destroy everybody. Everybody, right? But the thing is, but he's so skilled and he's so aggressive that that just makes him so much that dynamic player. Mm-hmm. And he is an individual that when you hear his interviews and you just listen to him talk in post game activity, that he really wants it. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. does on a different level. Mm-hmm. It's just he hasn't performed in the playoffs and has basically drugged his team to the promised land. And he has the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he has an opportunity to do that with them. So they're good. Mm-hmm. They have a. They will always be in the playoff mix. This just, I don't think that they have a differentiating talent. They have a. We're always going to be their talent. Mm-hmm. And will Spider grow to a level to where we can start to consider them? I don't know, but I would just say he and Cleveland are both expecting that to happen this year, and they're starting to come into form, and they've got a couple of uh, people who are hurt, himself included, that are now starting to mm-hmm. finally get healthy mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see, but, you know, I'm not holding my breath. No, don't hold your breath. But it, it's still a great story. I still think that they're going to be um, uh, hovering between that sixth, seventh spot, if they slip a little bit, to that fourth spot because yeah. um, this is the team that we kind of expected. Yeah, because Mobley and, and, isn't back yet. Right. I, I think he's right, not going for the year. I think no, he, yeah, he, yeah, he'll, he'll be back, but it's going to be after after the All-Star he, break. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a rock solid team. 
You know, and, and in the East, really, that's what you need to do to compete is you just need to be a rock solid team. It's not um, as as difficult of a gauntlet as, as the West is. You're right. But, but you know, speaking of, of teams coming into their own, um, we, we've been able to see a team like the Clippers that were kind of like, you know, everybody was laughing, you know. Oh, yeah. A four-star yeah. and Harden and how, and how that began. And yeah. now we're seeing the fruits of that yeah, labor. Yeah, yeah. Clipper, Clippers look real sexy Look right real now. sexy right now. But there was another team that was put together in a similar vein, and that was the uh, Phoenix Suns. And, and, and we've talked about them periodically throughout the year um, and even recently um, with, with finally um, all three of them coming together. And, and, and we saw a little bit of, I wouldn't say hiccups, but a little bit of finding their way in, in, in the first week, you know, since, um, what's my man from Washington that, that just got, uh, got back from getting, getting hurt. So, so Bill, Bradley Bill, Bradley yeah. Bill's finally on the court. He's finally on the court finally. consistently. Good heavens to Betsy. Right, you know, and he, you know, and he, and now we're talking about two weeks in, they're playing together, they're acclimated, they're comfortable. They're on a four-game winning streak. Yeah, they're, they're, start, they're, start, they're starting they're, to look like what people said that they were supposed to look like in the preseason. They're starting to look a little uh, scary. They're starting to look scary. And what's, what's nice and what we see is in the past 10 games, they have the, the, the best record. Uh, at seven and three of any team in, in the NBA, and so mm. what that shows me is in, in in a ten game schedule, that's about two weeks. It's about fourteen days uh, a ten game ten game schedule, and so in the past two weeks, you've really seen this team come together and and, and really form um, what everybody expected they were to be when this trade was originally made. Yeah. Um. And and so let me tell you something. They are going to be dangerous in the West. The West now with everybody, the Clippers, the Phoenix Suns, with with these heavy hitter teams. You talking about they're no joke, like six deep. You know, from from one to six, that that has action to being able to to go to the finals and even win a world championship. I, uh, you I, know, I, I I have to agree with you. They are. Mm-hmm. But they only run, in terms of scary players, maybe six deep. So then it's just. But what do you run in the you're playoffs? You're doing that in the West. But what do you run in the playoffs? You run six, seven deep in the playoffs. You don't go eight, nine deep in the playoffs. You run six, seven deep in the playoffs, and you go with you. Well, then you're and you're right. But but so okay so but can this I, team physically hold up? Yes, to be able to be there because I think that the the teams that are the most formidable, um, the Denver's. The Minnesotas. I would yeah. even throw out your Minnesota. Yes. Okay. I know you want to give me the OKCs. They the run OKCs. they run about eight or ninety. But so, but you gotta run eight or ninety if you're Oklahoma, for example, just using them as an example, or even a T Wolves, because you don't have the type of experience. So you gotta just put fresh bodies in there that are active. Yeah, that it is like, playing like seven with the hill on fire. Even though it's every other game or every other day, uh, does Phoenix have enough to when people are like, all right, I'm about to roll this uh, super, super lineup out on you, and I'm about to roll another super lineup Well, here, here's the challenge with that. The challenge with that is is to get positioned in a way that they need to be positioned in the playoffs to make a real run. Mm. They can't 
like really maximize the new rule of 65 games and bring it all the way to the doorstep. They actually have to all play the whole season yeah. to position themselves, which could lead to a mature team like this being a little bit exhausted by the time the playoffs come. And then they don't have they don't the necessary have that, yeah, they can't, that they need. I can't, I can't pull up my, I can't uh, summon my, yeah, right. some extra powers to, to do to, it. To, to, to push them, you know, they might, depending on where they fall in seating, they might be able to push through the first round, but we'll after that first round and beat them up and the West is so strong that it, that could be a, a seven game series. Yeah. Then you're talking about going to the second round where, you know, the competition competition is going to really right. jump up. Do you have enough in that series to sit over and get you to a conference final? Right. Only time will tell. And again, we don't know where they're going to be at. They don't have a lot to trade. That's the challenge. Right. They don't have picks to trade. They don't even have players to trade. You're so right. what you see and is what you get. Money. And they've maxed out their money. So what you see is what you get. So it's going to be an interesting um, balancing act to figure out how they're going to get through this season and give these um, um, more mature players enough time mm-hmm. and enough rest to sit over here and 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 still be fresh enough to perform You're right. in the playoffs. So I just almost want to say Booker – uh, and KD, you better eat your Wheaties, <laughs> okay? Because uh, <laughs> we're gonna be asking you to do a whole lot there, sir. Well, well let me talk about uh, somebody that's for damn sure been eating his Wheaties, and he got a cape on. He's been eating his Wheaties, and he's a bad mama jamma. Uh oh, who are you about to say? And that's the one and only. Future face of the NBA. A future face? Write it down. I'm calling it right now. Future face of the NBA. Who are you about to say? Ant. Oh, Lord. That Lord man, have mercy. That man well, is, is doing things that are special. He's like, he's ooh, like. Ooh, I'm uh, so uh, mad you uh, said uh, that. Uh, a Jordan Dominique Wilkins mix. Oh, my God. You are <laughs> re- Nicholas. Hey, let me tell you something. You are ridiculous. I'm not the only one in, 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 in basketball media. I'm not the only one on social media. I'm not the only one that, that is seeing um, glimpses of greatness. I lie. The man I lie, Jordan. I lie. This is, I lie. See, this is almost like your Kansas City love when we talk about the Because I recognize greatness. Oh. Look, I, I, I respect Man, and I actually do think that he's a phenomenal player. I think that it's, it's unquestioned. And, then, you know, and if you're the dude who's in Minnesota that is like, I'm over here banging on folks, I, I it's hard for me to say that you're not the man. But when you start giving him this level of love, now, granted, they are number one in the They are number one in the It's not like you're like stupid for saying that. But I'm like, mm, I don't know. You, you I don't know, know yet. You, you, individuals are uncomfortable with it until they see it. I like to dabble a little bit in gambling and so on and so forth. So you have to take leaps of faith. Okay. You All have right. to be we'll able to, to prognosticate. Me. You have to be able to see it before you've actually seen it. So you can bet on it and get the higher rate of return. Uh. And so what I'm telling you is, is that this, this young man can't call him a kid. This grown ass mm. man 
when this man is going to sit over here and continue to do special shit that we have not seen in quite some time. And he does it effortlessly and he does it. Um, he wants to go after people's heads. And when you have that fire, I, like a Kobe, like a Jordan, you know, and, 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 you know, LeBron's my favorite player, but the, the killer instinct that LeBron maybe didn't necessarily have this kid has it mm. in him. And so that is what's always special to me. Are you telling me you're you? trying to you trying to preach before you teach? You you, you, <laughs> you over here, you gonna you gonna tell it to me. I'm I'm and I'm, I'm gonna teach it before okay. it gets posed. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna expose it. I'm gonna expose it before it's uh, been posed uh, for the public. And, and again, what we are but but remember the, the greatness doesn't come. In the regular season, they can be number no, one no, no. all they want. The greatness, no, legends, legends, legends are made, are made in, in the playoffs, the and then um, getting to the championship. Kawhi was just a great, good player until he won the championship. Yes. Um, 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 all the great ones, all the great ones, all right. And so, and so, that's what I'm excited of. I think we're on the precipice of being able to watch this young man go to that level, at least get to the finals. Now, I, you know. If he, if he takes uh, ice fishing Minnesota <laughs> to to the promised land or to the finals, not only will I be flabbergasted, I think that, that most of the, the modern world will have to bow down to him because that is not expected. I think most of us watching basketball will say Denver is just – like the Terminator. They are a monster that they just find a way to win and they will. See, and I think you're just getting excited because you just saw them have that no, big and win I against have, the Celtics. I am not a fan of Denver, but when they beat the Celtics and the Celtics had every reason in the world to win that game because they don't get panicked, they just do it. But I like odds. They hadn't lost a home game. So if the team that hasn't lost a home game is going to lose to anybody, I can unequivocally see it happening to losing to Denver. Okay. Well, the you're yes that 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 is a, a, a easy statement to not an easy statement but a clear and salient statement to make unequivocally. I think that you are correct. However, the thing about Denver is is that they just don't waver. So. When you start talking about seven-game series where we can lock in, outside of injury, where is the weakness? Where can I exploit them? And that's what I saw with the Celtic game. That was just kind of like we hit them, we dunked on them, we got up by 10, we did all these things, but there is an unwaveringness about them. Their formula, they have the power forward who can do it all. We can get stuff. We got we got KCP. We got Murray that is just basically an an angry uh, <laughs> an angry version of Kobe. Mm-hmm. He's not Kobe, Mm-mm. but he's Kobe light mm-hmm. and but he's an angry version and he's desperate. Mm-hmm. Then you have what's arguably is the best center in the game right now. Because he can do it from the outside and the inside, and he passes. So we're just all. Here, we're here's clicking. the thing: is 
Their, their greatest player doesn't have a fire in him. And, you know, and, and, and you're saying to Jokic. me that Jokic is not a... Okay, he don't so, have the fire. So all he want it. Okay, so he doesn't sit over here so, and want to be the man. Ant Man wants to be the man, and you got to remember that this is a team that has added another needed piece okay. in Gourmet. And so, so when I when I look at that team, and when it comes down to a conference finals between those two, because again. Like Bill Parcell said, again, another sport, but still, still matters. You are what your record is. Mm. There's a reason why this team is number one and Denver's number three. I could see if Denver was number two and they was a half a game out. No, there's a team in between them that's also playing well. That's OKC. Yeah, yeah. OKC is certainly and, a threat. And so, and so, what I look at is so I, I think they get. They could beat OKC because at the end of the day is they have a little bit more experience. OKC is this young and lively and excited young kids. But the difference is, is when, when they have to see Ant-Man in the finals, as this dude realizes, this is my opportunity to be great. This is my opportunity to be legendary. This is my opportunity to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, you're this all in on you're, you're well, all Because in. my eyes don't lie. I believe my lion eyes. Okay. And let me tell you something. When I see this man throw it off the backboard <laughs> to go to go dunk on somebody, Uh-oh. you know what? We've seen Kobe do that. Yeah, and you know when they threw that highlight out there. And, you, was, and, you, uh, and you know, and you know when you're great is when the, the reigning MVP is copying you mm. the very next day and doing what you just did because you impressed him so great. And B did the same exact play afterwards and admitted afterwards, I saw him do it. I wanted to do it. That is signs of greatness. Buddy. Well, you know what? You put a whole lot of wolf tickets on this guy. So That's not wolf tickets. This is all facts what I'm talking all about. All right. I mean, he, he did do those things, but. Yeah, he's going to have to really deliver. And I almost feel like I need to move my chair out of the way because uh, you just said that Jokic don't have the fire and desire. I damn near am like, uh-oh, okay. Uh, he want to go drink get- a beer. He want to go back to Europe and go drink oh, a beer. Oh, oh. So all I'm saying is, is <laughs> the careful thing you- is, is we're going to have an opportunity to have these same conversations in, 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 yeah. in a few months. Be careful. And, and, and then you know what I love to do most is say, I told you so. Okay. So I look forward to sitting over here and saying, hey, you know, everybody hey. else, I told you so. All right. Well, hey, they called me Negro Domus for a reason. <laughs> Who calls you Negro Domus? I know. <laughs> hey, the public does. Yeah, the public becomes the, the public. Oh, okay, okay. The but, public. But, 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 you know, I want to talk to you about an individual. And I know it kind of maybe feels that we talk about this individual a lot, but actually we don't. We actually don't talk about him enough. But I recently came across some statistics that I can't ignore. I think I know you where you're going. And I have to sit over here and have this discussion because it was so unbelievable. Mm. We're going to talk about, say it with your chest, Wimby. Uh, Oh, my God. Your your favorite. (laughs) What I would say is your Care Bear stare. Your 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 love. So so, so so let me give you an Wimby. opportunity to hear why we're talking about Wimby again. Okay. And so in the me. first thirty one games, Wimby has almost twenty more block shots 
been the number two player in NBA history in their first 31 mm. games. Woo! You know, That's who, who do you think who that number two person could be? The only thing I would, in terms of what is the Block stat? shots. Block shots. I don't know Will Chamberlain. I don't know who the hell. Who the hell? <laughs> well, that's actually a good good guess. But don't bring this in here. Dikembe with the big oh, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Dikembe's a a leader. I'm gonna probably get into the Hall of Fame if he's not in the Hall of Fame already. Based off a of block shot. Okay. Okay. He has that's what he did. Almost twenty more block shots in the first thirty one games than Dikembe did. Guess how many block Ooh. shots Wimby has? How many? A hundred and one in his first. Well, he's eight feet tall, games. so God bless him. He's eight feet tall. You know he should be, right? I mean, this yeah, is a yeah. giant. Now I'm exaggerating. Maybe, maybe he's seven five. Seven four, seven, seven five. Seven, he's seven, a giant seven, man, right? Whatever. But 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 listen to this second stat. Okay, he has the most three pointers made. In the Ooh, first 31 games of his career. Now that. And five more when you say than the number two. So who do you think the number two is in NBA history in terms of three-pointers made in their first 31 games? In their first 31 games. First 31 games. First 31. Ooh, that's a hard one. Um... I'm going to. Who's the best shooter in the NBA history? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Oh, so I was right. Okay. So he has five more three pointers made in his first 31 games than Steph Curry. So think of the dichotomy of having 20 more block shots, 101 block shots, and have five more. I think it's 46, if I'm not mistaken, 46 threes in their first 31 games. Hey. What we are witnessing in front of our eyes is a true, real-life unicorn. Okay, so I already know your Wimby love is like on 10. So, But that's like that is what sits over here and makes me be passionate about an individual that can do something that is completely, they're completely on the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of those stats and who they are traditionally attributed to. One is, the number two is Dikembe Mutombo. On the other stat is Steph Curry. Diametrically opposite, polar yes. opposites yes. of each other. Does it but make he him brings a it all one. Does that make him a unicorn? It does make him a unicorn, but I, I realize I'm going to say this in my calm voice because I see how <laughs> geek you are. <laughs> okay, because I see how I, you're you happy right now. Up? Oh my God. Yeah. I love greatness. I yeah. love seeing uh, it. You look, you're super hyphy right now, but okay. But I understand. I understand. The thing that that now needs to come together for him is that he needs to get on the floor because one of the things that with all those stats you just dribbled off, the man he's he plays every other game. Okay. He plays like I want uh, you he be li- missing like oh, I want you to I listen to yourself. He uh, he plays every other game. That is dominating those. Imagine if he played every game. Right. So now, so if I'm, if I'm, imagine if he played every game. So if I'm in San Antonio, I'm like, okay, 
Um, what uh, physical therapist do we need to bring no, no, to no, the no, equation? No, 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 no. See, to... you miss history. You miss you miss what happened. If it wasn't for the goofy ball boy that was over here fucking picking his nose when, when, when Wimby was shooting around and happened to be standing where Wimby was shooting around at, Wimby uh, tweaked his ankle, then he hadn't missed any time before then. Well, I think clearly, he missed one game prior to that. Well, then clearly he has tender ankles and he needs to work on ankle weight, ankle weights well, and, and, and do well, some and exercises. He, and he does. You haven't My seen God. the exercises that he does. But at the end of the day, is you're thirty, you're thirty games in, and any rookie that comes into the league, this yeah, is when you, you don't have ball. So, don't. so, so at, at the end of the day, that, is, that's true. If, if this is the foundation we're building on. We are literally building on and having the opportunity to witness a a an individual, a cult-like figure yeah, he, that is synonymous with LeBron. Transformative, transcendent, just like LeBron was. And I was having the same conversation with individuals back in 1999, 2000, when LeBron was just coming into the game. And hold on. Cause mind you, you just mentioned we had family in Akron. LeBron's from Akron. Yeah. So we, I had a cousin on the other side of the, no, actually the same side of the family, but I had a cousin, you don't know this cat, David Charles, that was in Akron that, um, had saw LeBron playing in eighth grade mm. and playing against pro cats and giving them the business. And he came out and visited California. And he said, Hey, there's this kid from back home in Akron that is going to be the greatest player. Whoever touched the basketball, mm. and his name is LeBron. This is before any other snoop. This is before he was a high school phenom. Right, before right, he was right. on, on everybody's ridiculous that that saw him in person in eighth grade. Yeah. So I was sitting over here telling cats about him back then, and everybody. Yeah. If you forget uh, coming back from college playing against Steve Nash, I said, "There's this white dude." Yeah, I remember you talking to me about Steve Nash specifically mm-hmm. because you were like, uh, nobody's paying attention to this this, this white dude, but he is, is the business the playing business. against him three times in my yeah. freshman year, yeah. and him throwing dimes and the ball hitting people in the face because he was too <laughs> so good. Yeah, I said that, that yeah. and, and I remember two, and two MVPs that. later and a Hall of Fame later. I know. So what I tell you is. <laughs> now the only reason that I am going to hate on that <laughs> moniker is because I don't like you. Okay, so boo and Bahamba. But okay, okay, you might have you might have had a point. So 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 just allow me to sit over here, boo. just like I'm introducing you to Ant Man. <laughs> understand okay. that Ant Man, couple years from now, is going to be the unequivocal face. And let me tell you something. Um, him and Ja, that's going to be the two cats are going to be constantly battling for, for that. Oh. And I'm not talking about this year. I'm not talking about next oh, year. I'm not talking you about this. Okay, you're you, that. You're giving me... But I'm saying about some, three some, years from now, it's going to be those two individuals that are going to be the, oh my God, these are the two faces. Of so, the okay. So, we'll, we'll see. And th- that's in... The realm of possibility, but eh, I don't think so. I think if I were to say who are going to be the stewards, I would say it's probably going to be 
a toss-up between Jokic and Anthony Davis. The game has passed you by. And with that being said, we got to go get a party here. I, I, I love it. I love it. I, I love it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, it was fun. We had a great week. We did. Been over here and watch as many games as possible. Come back and see us next My week. My man, tell me. We're going to have an opportunity to talk some oh. more basketball next week, and we're going to get some more great stuff. Oh, going. yeah. I appreciate you always. Love you. Love you, bud. Hey, church on the moon. Church on the moon. See you soon. I still think you're wrong. Uh, Peace out. But okay. ATB! <laughs>